This is Radio Dad. Mike Austin. Not Dr. Mike, not Reverend Mike, just a dad. Radio Dad. On the air with Mike Austin. Bye, Daddy. Hello and welcome to another Radio Dad uh, show. You say show or podcast. You know you're listening to a podcast, but you know, it's a show. We've got guests, we've got music. Uh, who knows what else we run into, but uh, I am Mike Austin. This is our little get-together. Uh, thanks for downloading, and thanks for being part of this whole shebang. We're going to uh, start off today as things are opening up and uh, getting back to what passes for normal. Maybe you're planning a little family road trip, whether it's a short weekend trip or a whole week or two getaway, camping, staying at hotels, whatever you get going. Family vacation time is very important. Dad typically is the driver of the car and the one who says, at least in our family, was growing up, you know, get up early and let's get moving. Uh, I have a friend, Rick Walton, wrote a book called Road Tripping, A Parent's Guide to Planning and Surviving the Annual Car Trip. What do you do if you have young kids? What do you do? You got to have games for them. How often do you stop? You know, and where do you go? What are what you get certain places that are better for certain age groups? Anyway, it's got to be fun for everybody. And Rick's got some ideas, and uh, we're going to talk about his book, Road Tripping: A Parent's Guide to Planning and Surviving the Annual Car Trip. And then I am so excited to talk to this guy on a personal level. I've been a drummer since like the age of four. Okay, in fact, I should scan that. I should let me look in. I have it on the wall. I should scan it. I'll put it up. On the Radio Dad uh, web page, or web page on um, our Facebook page and on socials, I played drums since I was yeah four years old. S- tons of different bands, all different styles: country bands, rock bands, polka bands, gospel bands, big bands, swing, jazz, whatever. And um, I've always been enamored by Gretsch drums, and a lot of famous drummers have played and do play Gretsch drums. The Gretsch family is famous for guitars, for drums. It's it's a family business for like 140 years or something like that. I get the opportunity to talk to the Fred Gretsch. He is uh, about number four or five Freddies down the line because Frederick Gretsch emigrated back in the, what, 1800s. And um, yeah, for some reason, Germans had a good way with drums. Ludwig, Gretsch. Uh, so Fred Gretsch from the Gretsch drums and guitars, yes, those musicians listening know exactly who I'm talking about. But for the dadly sort of angle on this whole thing, uh, I wanted to talk to him about his family business, how they've kept it going all these years. Are, are, are there other Fred Gretsches coming up to take over? Because Fred Gretsch is not a young man. And how has that worked? How has the company developed? I love dadpreneur subjects because we all are in charge of our own destiny, right, of our own get together. I mean, if we have a destiny, I think that's that's kind of predetermined, but we have to try and make what we can out of this life for our family, right? And whether we work an hourly job, God love you, you know, you work two, three jobs, paying bills, making the ends meet, that's great, and you should. You have to do what you're call, what, what's called for. But if you have an idea and you bring your family in on it, and you work hard as a family together, and you build something and provide jobs for other people, you are a dadpreneur. And uh, I just love spotlighting these guys. I've always been enamored by family businesses. And so uh, those are our two guests here on the on the, uh, the Radio Dad uh, podcast, the show today. Oh, and I wanted to direct you to our website. I have said for a long time, yeah, we're going to get that website updated, going to have that website updated. Well, it is. 
We launched this past week. Radiodad.com is uh, new and improved and going to have more added to it. If you look at the About Me page, there's a few pics of my family updated. Gosh, I've got uh, just about everybody through high school now. In fact, uh, my oldest son, you will see him. He looks like a little Viking. He's a short guy, but he's stocky. He's got a beard. He is a power lifter, David. He's in one of those pictures, that, and, and it, I took it with he and my, these are my two oldest, David and Monica, at one of his powerlifting meets. So you'll look at him and you'll go, wow, Mike's kid's a Viking. So there's some pics there. There's uh, previous podcasts, although we're only, uh, since we relaunched, I think this is number four or five. But uh, the contact me, I'd love for you to contact me. You can get me, Mike, at radiodad.com. But uh, the contact me page there, you can fill out the little form. And I'd like just to know where you're at, where you're listening, what you do. You do Is the 30-minute format here, is that a good one for you? Does it work? And any ideas for Radio Dad guests? Uh, I'd love to find out about that, anything we can do to improve the product. There is a shopping page coming to the Radio Dad website, and I can't launch it now because I have nothing to sell, but I'm hoping to get, you know, some coffee mugs, things like that, and give you other opportunities maybe from some of the people we talk to, maybe their books. Maybe I, I have a book I wrote years ago about cooking in the kitchen as taught by my dad and my mom, but, but and then some of the recipes my dad had. And I'm thinking of turning it into an audio book to download. So um, that could be there. Anyway, there's a shopping page coming later. Just check it out, radiodad.com. And it's going to grow as we go along. There's a video on there. I hope to do other videos, get some of our guests on video and things like that. So we appreciate that. Rick Walton, Road Tripping, A Parent's Guide to Planning and Surviving the Annual Car Trip, will be our first guest um, next. And then Fred Gretsch. The, the patriarch of the Gretsch Drum Company, guitars, Gretsch guitars. Anyway, it's all coming up today on the Radio Dad Podcast, the Radio Dad Show. Mike Austin here. We're going to jump right into our first guest today. It's that time of year you're planning the family vacation. You may be taking a short trip, maybe a longer trip. Gas prices are a little up this year, but boy, we all need to get out, don't we? So you should take at least a short trip. Where do you go? What do you do, especially if you have young kids? Well, these and other questions can all be answered in the book Road Tripping. I love the name of this thing, Road Tripping, A Parent's Guide to Planning and Surviving the Annual Car Trip. And it's uh, written by a couple of folks, one of which is Rick Walton, who is a dad. And he's been on a number of trips, I would think. He was was a missionary for a while. He's been a a cook in a Mexican restaurant. He's published a number of children's books and magazine articles. And he's on the phone with us now to talk travel. Man, you've done a lot of stuff there, Rick. Uh, I get bored easily. <laughs> you now make your home out in the uh, the beautiful Rocky Mountains or in the shadow thereof. What, do you have five children? Yeah, five, two still at home, three are often starting to build their own family trip plans. Yeah. Did you ever take a trip with all five at once? Uh, yeah, yeah, we have. Um, our longest trips were before our youngest was born, but we we did take a few after he was born, too, and... Yeah, they were they were all they were all here for a little while well, together. Let's just talk about your book, Road Tripping, for a second, and just get some expert advice uh, from you yourself. Now, a family planning a vacation for summertime right now. What's the a good way to determine where to go? Uh, things to do like like what do you pick? Water park or Grand Canyon? That kind of thing. What I would normally pick is something fun, relaxed, 
uh, easy to deal with. I wouldn't push it too far. You got to remember that uh, the purpose of this trip is the people, not necessarily the destination. And so, what is going to give you the best experience with your family, with the people you're going to be traveling with? Ah, Sometimes it might be the water park. Sometimes it might be the Grand Canyon. Frequently, it's the destination. It's the journey itself. Yeah. Where uh, you just head towards a place, but you keep your eyes open and you stop along the way at anything that looks interesting. Yeah. Do you do you think the number one, because if you just break it down to bare bones, the reason to even consider taking a family vacation is, what is it? Is it uh, stress relief? Is it building memories? Is it just to say you've been to a state? What are, The number one reason, to you, would you say? Oh, gr- growing closer together. My fondest memories as a child was traveling with my family. And we, we have fun memories of traveling with our kids. When you have their, their kids trapped in the car with no other distractions and you can talk and you can share and you can experience life and you can talk about stories and yeah. share your history, and it's, it's just a great experience. Yeah. We used to always love, uh, I come from a family of four kids and then mom and dad, and we would take a trip two weeks every summer. Dad would drive like crazy. And, uh, I mean, we would end up in California in, you know, a day and a half from the Midwest. Yeah. But that, um, you know, you're building memories all along the way. Of course, there's going to be some stress. Any uh, stress relievers you have in your book? Uh, nothing specific. It depends on the family. But what I would suggest is you take it easy. Don't overbook. I do overplan, but then I keep things very flexible. And, I, and when we stop and we feel like stopping, if we need to, if, it's, if people start getting antsy or mm. stressed out, we get out and we run around. We find a good rest stop. We find a good museum. Yeah. We find something interesting. And some of the fun, most fun things we've done have been these spontaneous things we've just discovered along the way. My dad, I was mentioning, dad was famous for the six and 700-mile cross-country trip, where, <laughs> I mean, that's in one day. We would leave at like four yeah. in the morning and wake up. My sister and I, time for lunch, we'd be in Colorado or something. What do you, <laughs> I mean, what about, what would be a good distance to travel in one day if you've got, say, three, four kids in the car or even two kids in the car? Um, again, it depends on your kids. And my dad would get us up and he, he, he loved to drive at night because then we could travel a long ways and nobody cared because we were all asleep. <laughs> but for us, I, I, I'm not a good night driver. We, we usually traveled to try to keep it down to, oh, 400 miles max. Yeah. Uh, it, it depends on, on, on your kids. And, and we had a lot of fun stuff to do in the car. So the journey itself was, was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we, we tried to get into our destination early enough so that we could rest and pack and unpack and, and yeah. do something in the evening and not, not push it. Rick Walton it's a vacation, is, it's not a job. <laughs> yeah. It, road tripping is your book. It's a parent's guide to planning and surviving the annual car trip. What are some of the categories in your book? What do you talk about? Oh, we talk about planning. We talk about how to do it cheap. We talk about how to have fun with the kids in the car. We talk about uh, rules and for visiting and staying with people in other locations so that you don't wear out your welcome. Oh, uh, yeah. Um getting the most out of your experiences, uh, how to prepare for emergencies. Man, you cover Just a lot of stuff. we wish we'd known before we started. <laughs> Do you use your own book when, when, when you go on to a trip? you take road tripping with you? Uh, it's a great resource. Uh, to, it's, 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 it, the road tripping is basically the, the culmination of our checklist we used to put together <laughs> ah. in preparation for the trips. A lot of it came from our checklist we, we developed. Do you have any checklists in the book? Uh, there, are, uh, there are a few things in there to look at, yeah. All right. Some things to... Like what to pack, stuff like that. You got any there? Yeah, stuff like that. Just, just things to consider because there, there's so many little things that might have a big impact on the trip when you least expect it. If you, make the, if you prepare early enough and 
before the trip, then uh, when when you need them, it's not a big deal. Is there a camping section in your book? Because this is one of my favorite things to do. I, and we used to do it. it. It was cheap. It was easy. You just, you know, you go camping. Uh, we would take a tent, but then Dad would always put a camper. He'd rent one and put it on the back of the pickup truck so that if the kids wanted to be in a tent, that's fine. But then it starts raining, everybody piles into the camper. You know what I mean? You got any yeah, camping yeah. tips? We have a little bit of camping stuff there, but uh, mostly it's uh, we we did some camping too. But we but we, we we did a wide range of different kinds of things. We uh, we we were planning on camping on one trip, but uh, we, we we did a little bit of calculation, realized we would be reaching our camp spot about the same time as a hurricane. <laughs> so we figured that we. Rent a motel instead. <laughs> this is bad. Uh, flexibility are, is key. Flexibility is key. What are what are some of the uh, the memory making, uh, memory building tips that maybe that uh, you would suggest for moms and and dads when they go on a trip anywhere? Uh, souvenir buying, picture taking, all that kind of stuff. Souvenir buying. My number one souvenir buying trip is if you go to like Disney World or Disneyland or some big resort place. Look at the thrift stores outside the park in the city because there'll be lots of the same exact stuff that you buy in the park for fifteen twenty dollars you can get for a quarter. Oh, man. We, we, <laughs> and our kids weren't that keen on new anyway. They just love the the the, the little stuffed orcas from Sea World. Yeah, that you get at the the Salvation Army down the street. Cool. And then uh, what you do is you sit them down. You go like, listen, kids, when you get back home, don't tell anybody we bought this at the thrift store. <laughs> Well, by the time they get home, they usually were past that anyway. Our trips were pretty long. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Plus, it was kind of like a treasure hunt. You'd go in these places, and they they kind of find delightful things that they wouldn't be able to find anyplace yeah. else that are uh, tied into the play to the. Don't you think that's part of the that's part of the magic of a family trip is getting off the beaten path, going to the places that everybody Absolutely. thinks about. My my dad was notorious for that. He drove my mom crazy sometimes by finding a little dirt road off to the side and heading down with the entire family just just trying to see where I went, which scared my mom sometimes. But we had a lot of fun doing that. <laughs> just make sure you've got a compass. Make sure you take a yeah, compass. Yeah, it's a little easier now with GPS and cell phones. Back yeah. then, they didn't exist, so it was a little more risky, but now it's a lot easier to do that. The book is called Road Tripping, A Parent's Guide to Planning and Surviving the Annual Car Trip. And it said here about your book, and I didn't know this, Rick, you even give some advice to maybe the single parent who might be like, for instance, I was for a lot of years uh, the every other weekend dad. Yeah. What would you? What do you have there? I would think that the same rules that apply for two parents would apply for one parent. Mm-hmm. Planning, thinking, keeping your kids in mind, don't stressing too much, be flexible. Remember that it's for the reason you're taking this trip is for people, not for places. Yeah, the I like places that. are there to support the people. Here's a tip I would give for single parents: like if you're a dad and every other weekend dad, and you're going to take the kids on that weekend trip, make sure your ex-spouse knows exactly where you're going and leave a phone number. Make sure you've got that. Oh, absolutely. Kind of, yeah. Know, if there's trouble, man. We did that even with, even with our family. We, we would leave uh, information on where we were going to be with uh, people at home, people who could contact us and yeah. whatever. You want to, to do everything. Make sure everybody. Make sure you're. Yeah. Especially if you're hiking. That's a good one. That's a, you know, Make oh, sure definitely. everybody leave a route and all of that. All right. Rick Walton is the author of the book, Road Tripping, A Parent's Guide to Planning and Surviving the Annual Car Trip. You can find your book where, Rick? Everywhere on the planet. No, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's on Amazon. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure where the publisher has has it distributed. Distributed, but I'm sure it's it's at Amazon. Uh-huh. Look um, it up. But, uh, you go to Familius. I think Familius might have that up on their uh, website as well. So yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Familius does. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I appreciate but, it. And uh, what was the, the last thing you want everyone to know about planning their family vacation this summer? 
oh, just do it. Don't wait until you can afford it or have the time. Just figure out how to do it now, even if it's just a drive down to the street to a local museum. Just get out and spend time with your kids. Hey, Rick, I appreciate it. You've got how many more at home still? We have two at home now. Excellent. Where are you One going? off to college this fall. Where are you going this summer? Uh, probably nowhere. Nah. <laughs> We're getting old and tired. Yeah. Old and tired. <laughs> and our kids are getting busy. We, we traveled most when our kids were young. That's why you shouldn't wait too long. Wait, do it while your kids are young. Yeah, you got they're the not energy. Pulled in so many directions. All right, take a day trip, take a week trip, take a weekend trip, whatever you've got to get it. A road tripping, a parent's guide to planning and surviving the annual car trip. Rick Walton, uh, appreciate you being on radio, Dad. Thank you for having me. It was a delight. Okay, we're going to take a real quick uh, break. Uh, just a brief message from our fine sponsors, BeRescued.com, and then come back with... Oh, man, I am so giddy to talk to this guy. Fred Gretsch. Gretsch guitars, Gretsch drums. Musicians everywhere rejoice. And non-musicians. You're going to learn something here in just a minute. On the Radio Dad podcast, Mike Austin with you. Uh, Remember to hit us up at radiodad.com. We'll be right back. Hey, you know, one of the things a dad does best is protect his family. One great way I've found to do that is with the all-natural products from The Little Honeys over at BeRescued.com. We use a lot of the original Be Rescued balm around here at the Austin Family Compound for everything from cuts to burns. And, oh, and you got to try the all-natural tea tree and bee propolis toothpaste. Oh, you can find it all at BeRescued.com. Remember, it's all-natural and it's BeRescued.com. And welcome back to the uh, Radio Dad Podcast. I'm Mike Austin, and uh, our thanks again to uh, Rick Walton for being being on the show again. If you w- want to give us an idea for a guest, so a topic you'd like us to cover, uh, maybe there isn't a guest attached to it, uh, our podcasts are going to be informative and entertaining. We are looking at just everything that has to do with fatherhood, being dadly, uh, family, grandfathers, uh, stepdad, single parent families, all of that kind of stuff. We just want to get you the information and, and, and do it in a kind of a lighthearted sort of way often. This one is a good good for me, man. I am so excited for this. I am, like I said earlier in the uh, in the show, I've been playing drums since I was like four years old. Um, and I've owned Ludwig drums. I've owned Rogers drums. I had a small set loaned to me once that was Gretsch drums, an old set of Gretsch drums. And these things... They were um, easy to, to lug around. They, they, they were just tough. They put up with a lot of, you know, set up and tear down in a club and various venues. And so I was giddy when I had the opportunity and it came across my desk that Fred Gretsch from Gretsch Drums and Guitars, I don't want to uh, diss the guitar players, was going to be available to talk to. And so, I mean, the Gretsch name... It's a name I would consider uh, a legendary. If you are a guitar player or a drummer, or in, as a matter of fact, just a musician of any kind, the name Gretsch brings to mind a certain sound, a certain uh, style, if you will. And right now is none other than Fred Gretsch. Uh, oh, man, this is what an honor. I told you it was an honor for me to talk to you because I did have to get rid of my drums because my wife just got tired of me banging around, Fred, but man. <laughs> uh, you just need to get another set, man. Yeah, I guess so. Some of the uh, the, the names, then, and I'm going to probably focus more on drums than anything because that's what I know, 
But uh, for me, the name Louis Belson, I have uh, old Louis Belson records from back in the in the old days, back in the, the 40s, the 50s. And he was, was he one of the early Gretsch drummers, do you know? He sure was. And, and you know, you look at technology today and, and uh, Gretsch being around 130 years, uh, a big year for te- technology was 1932. Uh, that's when Radio City Music Hall opened. Yeah. It was the internet of the day, and uh, we were making our instruments in Brooklyn uh, way back then, just across the river from Manhattan, and we were able to team up with drummers that, that played Radio City Music Hall. We were there then, and uh, you talk about 130 years. That's a long time. Yeah, well, you at Gretsch, the Gretsch name has always been, I guess, one of the early uh, uh, musical uh, brands to see the quality I guess I should say the value in teaming up with musicians who are out there and well-known. Uh, I mentioned Louis Belson. People may know the name Max Roach. Some of the legendary guitar players have played Gretsch guitars. I mean, Chet Atkins comes to mind right off the top. But who else has, has been uh, in the forefront with Gretsch guitars? Eddie Cochran is on that, that list. And, yeah. and Dwayne Eddy, uh, uh, George Harrison was a, was a Chet fan and, and an early uh, Gretsch player and Stephen Stills, uh, uh, Neil Young, and the list goes on and well, on. Hang on, because my wife is handing me a note right now. She's, she really loves it. She says to ask you about Bruno Mars. Does he play? He, he sure does, and, uh-huh. and uh, lots of uh, nice photos of Bruno and his Gretsch guitars. Wonderful. Let me get into this, because 1883, Frederick, is it Frederick or Frederick, 1883? That would have been, what, your great-great-great-grandfather? No, just one great. Oh, that was great, Granddad. He mm-hmm. came to the U.S. Uh, 1872 at the age of 16, and uh, moved in with his uh, uncle there in Brooklyn, and took a job as an apprentice in a, in a shop making uh, uh, banjos and, and and drums. And and in 1883, uh, he opened the business that that we celebrate still. Yeah, and I don't know if folks, I didn't know this uh, story about your family business. But uh, was back in the was it the late sixties, mid sixties? The the family business was actually sold to the Baldwin Piano Company, correct? Right back back in the day when when Baldwin was one of the big names in the industry, yeah. and and uh, I'd started full time in Brooklyn uh, in nineteen sixty five, and and uh, sixty seven uh, business was sold by my uncle who was running it then to the Baldwin Piano Company. I was sorely disappointed and. I vowed to buy it back again. It took 17 years to do it, and uh, we finally bought it back in in uh, the fall of of 1984. Now, now, do you play drums, guitar, either one, Fred? You know, I I grew up before rock and roll, and the the, the big instrument of the day, mid 50s, around the Gretsch family, was accordion. Oh. So, but uh, instead of playing accordion, taking accordion lessons, I I, I studied trumpet. So trumpet is my instrument, and and it's uh, of course fun to be around uh, the famous uh, drummers and guitar players, and yeah. and uh, that's my but that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> now, is it a prerequisite whenever a new Gretsch baby comes into the family that they have to learn an instrument? Is that just, that's a given, isn't it? Uh, you know, I, I I think it's an envelope of love around the child, and 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 music is is a special gift, as you said in your own case. Uh, you enjoy drums, and and we hope you'll get back to them one of these days. Yeah, I just I have that in me. I was trained as a jazz drummer, 
And uh, it's, I think maybe that's one of the particular reasons I I, uh, I like Gretsch drums so much because uh, my my uh, drum instructor when I was in uh, gosh I guess fourth grade up through eighth grade played a, a set an old set of Gretsch drums like from the 40s I think it was it was like a big band set and but I I grew up as a jazz drummer and I do miss that I I mean it gets in your blood doesn't it it, it certainly does and and uh, uh, at, at 130 years when we start talking about that period in time uh, we're, we're very thankful to the lifers yeah and and the lifers are the people that have spent their ye- years making music on our instruments and 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 I might might mention uh, Max Roach and Tony Williams and Elvin Jones and uh, and and Phil Collins and Charlie Watts too and, mm. and and look at that Charlie Watts relationship fifty years playing our instrument yeah that is amazing Phil Collins unfortunately you know what I just read about Phil Collins is the arthritis in his hands has become so bad he can hardly hang on to sticks anymore yeah uh, uh, that's that, that that's that's unfortunate but yeah. uh, he's he's still very much involved in the music industry yeah he is let me ask you Fred real quick about your how many how many sons do you have two is it two uh, we, we we have uh, uh, six children and three and three ah excellent and they're and, all in the company we have right 16 grandchildren oh. 12 and four that's 12 boys and four girls amazing congratulations oh, that is just awesome and you're the patriarch of the whole crew and is are is everyone involved in the Gretsch company uh, well every everyone's involved in an entrepreneurial sense uh, the 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 kids as they grew up uh, uh, kind of went in their own directions, and, and the oldest daughter is in the business with us, uh, and, and the other uh, five have successful careers in, uh, in, in other fields. Uh, when it comes to grandchildren, three out of college already, and, and we're working hard to provide them uh, mentors and, uh, that, that will help them with continuing education even beyond uh, uh, their college degrees and and uh, as well as career pathways and yeah. uh, we're, we'd uh, like to see them in the music business and and uh, we'll, we'll uh, but time will tell. Yeah, you kind of have to leave that up to them, don't you? You can't really push uh, the family business onto someone. I found that out several different times in talking to uh, entrepreneurs and such. Do you feel a weight, sort of? Uh, I don't know how to put it. Maybe a a, a weight on your shoulders to continue that legacy. Because that, what a legacy that is. Well, uh, you know, our goal is to see it stay in the family for the next hundred years. So, yeah. so uh, uh, you know, that's, that, that's a challenging goal and, and one we work at every day. Fantastic. Fred Gretsch uh, from the Gretsch uh, Guitar and, and Drum Company and uh, 130 years. There's a great story. As a matter of fact, I think you can find the whole story at the, at the website at Gretsch.com. Uh, Fred, it's been an honor to talk to you, and I appreciate you taking the time out from uh, probably a busy day and and maybe even some accordion playing to talk with us today. Huh? Boy, I'd be a hit if I were playing the accordion today, wouldn't I? Man, that'd be a that'd be a flash. I'd love that. Fred, uh, thanks again, and uh, continued success. Uh, uh, Mike, thanks, and and best to all the dads out there. Yeah, and that, my friends, is going to do it for the Radio Dad podcast for this week. Our weekly podcast every week. Boy, uh, visit us, join us. Uh, We've got the new website up, radiodad.com. Our thanks to Rick Walton. Uh, Take that family trip short or long, plan it out. And Fred Gretsch from Gretsch Drums. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week here on the Radio Dad Podcast. We love the East. We love the West. The North and South, they're both the best. 
But we'd only go there as a guest Cause we love being here with you We love being We love being here We love being here With you Yes, indeed, and hit us up at RadioDad.com. Tell your friends we're right here. (laughs) 